Hi guys, welcome back to the Nevermind Poly podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. How are you doing? I hope you're all doing well, wherever you are listening to the podcast. We appreciate you for checking out the show. On the show this time around, I've got one of my personal favourite podcasts that I like to listen to. I've got Ready to Mosh podcast on the show. I sat down with hosts Jim and Kev for a little chat all about Ready to Mosh, all about music, all about festivals, all of that good stuff. Basically, we kind of done a Ready to Mosh podcast on the Nevermind Polly podcast because I fucking love it. It's great. I actually guested on their show back in November of, of last year. And as we talk about the very start of this podcast, it's taken a hot minute to get this sorted and get this lined up. So, and that's completely on me rather than rather than those guys. But uh, if you want to go check out the nearly 100 episodes of Ready to Mosh, you can over on all socials and things like that, as well as just finding it wherever you find your podcasts. It's a great, great, great podcast. It's one of my favorites, in fact. And this one is really, really good. We just sort of chat uh, about music, about life, about... Uh, everything really it's just a really nice uh, podcast I actually recorded this one at my parents place uh, because I was away from home um, from my from my own home to, to record this one so um, we had a few techie issues right at the very beginning but we you don't hear about that we smooth right through it but um, yeah it's really, really good if you can share this podcast with as many people as you possibly can on social media it's nevermind poly podcast everywhere we're not on Twitter, X, whatever it is, and we're not on TikTok. But yeah, Facebook and Instagram, go share us over there. Five-star reviews only, please. And um, if you want to watch the interview, you can over at youtube.com forward slash nevermindpolypodcast. Um, yeah, thanks for the love and support. We've got loads more content coming. I'm not sure in what order these episodes are coming out. So I can't tell you who we had last week. And I can't tell you who we got next week because I'm not sure the order as of yet. But anyway, I hope you enjoy and we'll see you very soon. Peace and love. Hi guys, welcome back to the Nevermind Poly podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. And this week we're going a little bit left of centre, but not very left of centre, because we've got another podcast on. I guested on these guys' podcast back in November, if you could believe it was that long ago, uh, guys. Um, I've got uh, Kev, Pete and Gem G of Ready to Mosh. How are we doing? I'm good, mate. You? Yeah, good, thank you. Good. I, I will be okay when I stop fucking about with the technology that we're recording on. To uh, as we're just uh, <laughs> trying to be too clever. I'm at my parents, so hence the different background for the people watching on YouTube and whatever else. But um, yeah, it's been a hot minute since I was on your guys, and I promised we'd do it the other way around. And I'm so fucking sorry it's taken this long. Life is a son of a bitch. But um, how's how's things been? Everyone, everyone been okay? Yeah, it's been good. Um, we, we've, I think we've had the same thing. We've just been so busy Absolutely. Just trying to get things done um, kind of for the podcast and kind of outside of the podcast. So Yeah. But um, yeah, it's been good. Awesome stuff, awesome stuff. So I wanted to, to kind of start things off um, because I think this is really cool because first and foremost, I'm a fan of the show, right? I, I know there's one thing that I love about Ready to Mosh and that is just that there is like, there's a formula but there's not a formula. It's kind of like, it's kind of, it's kind of, 
you're so uh, if uh, correct me if I'm wrong, right, Kev? So I feel like you're the structure of the operations, and then Jem just comes in and just fucking wrecking balls it because you'll be like you're doing like the the podcast the um. One particular one that sprung to mind was the uh, the bloodstock one. So you're like going through it chronologically, and then Jim's like, "Oh, but we had chips." And I just I love the chaotic energy <laughs> of of the podcast. So mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to ask first and foremost, how does a kind of an inception of an idea? Say you go to each other, they go, "Right, we're going to do a podcast on um, Download Festival or Bloodstock or whatever it may be." How does that inception start and then come to the thing we end up listening to? Well, we, I think we generally kind of have a sit down. We, we plan certain episodes in advance. Yeah. Uh, so, we, so we've got a, a topic that we want to talk about. And kind of like with the, with the festival ones, it's, it's kind of quite structured. We try and make them so that they are, as you'd kind of, as, as a person going to a festival. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you want to know, like, how bad is it to actually get in? What are the waiting times really like? Yeah, for because sure. You, you see everything on TV, mm. uh, you know, so we, we did, I did one, I went to Glastonbury this year. Yeah, for sure. And everybody talks about how, you know, all you see on TV is these great pictures of everybody having a great time. Mm-hmm. What they don't tell you is you can be waiting for absolute hours just to get in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we got quite lucky when we went in, but it's it's that kind of thing. So we, we, we kind of want to talk about how do you get in? How easy is it? what how do things differ to different festivals mm-hmm. and obviously you know when you're comparing things like we went to stone dead recently that's got a capacity of about four thousand. how does that compare to say download where it's like one hundred and twenty thousand? yeah of course and that's the thing as well i think there is just something like i say it's just a real charm and that's the only way i can really put it because i listen to it i'm a bit of a podcast fiend right so i listen to a lot of podcasts as well as having my own and there are certain podcasts that come up on my um, on like the Apple Player or whatever. And to be honest, you're probably one of the first ones I click on. Out of like a lineup on a Friday, they're going to get every single podcast. I'm like, yep, that one first. And that's not to be kind of like um, licking anyone's butt or anything, but that's just the truth. Do you know what I mean? So it is genuinely really cool. So it's a pleasure to to do this. So yeah, that's cool. I wanted to kind of start things off and ask you guys personally. Where did you guys meet? Who started the idea of the podcast? How? Because if I've got this right, you two, you guys are a couple, right? Have I got that right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Right. Yeah. So, how did you guys cool. first meet when you first got together, and how did that all come about? Um. Well, we actually first met at Rock City, wasn't it? Actually. Yeah. Not well, yeah. Of all places. Yeah, through, through kind of mutual um, friends. Mutual also. friends. We were actually friends for about eight years before we got together. For sure. And um, we've known each other for nearly nineteen years. Nineteen years. Yeah. We've been together for eleven. Nice. Who who um who who instigated their conversation or the or whatever happened? Who who was the moon maker? The first move. I'm going to blame you, and you're probably going to blame me. (laughs) It was mutual. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. So, who kind of floated the idea of the podcast? Because that's the thing. Like podcasting now is such a massive thing, right? And you can get, and I know that I do. I get so lost in my own headspace about the podcast and like sometimes i don't know if you guys have ever had this but i sometimes get like a little bit of like hate messaging or whatever and a lot of the time you have to just go okay cool firstly it's free so if you don't like it just go do the next thing but also i'm I'm a human being so when someone says something horrible i'm like oh that kind of hurts but at the same time it's like 
there's thousands of other things like why why be that hateful person so my, my question is kind of where did it all kind of begin for you what who floated the idea first how did the podcast come to be well, I think I we we'd kind of spoken about it. We thought it'd be quite a cool idea for something to do, didn't we? Yeah, a few times after a few drinks, we'd said, "Oh, we should do a podcast," but then we just never got round to it. I guess. Yeah, and then I went on another podcast. I went on the Dear Download podcast. Amazing podcast, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because they were, yeah, they were doing. Uh, they were asking for people who kind of done things at Download that they would maybe not covered. Yeah, for sure. And we do RIP every year. For sure. And so because they'd never kind of mentioned RIP, I said, you know, this is something that we do every year. Yeah. Uh, if that's something you want to cover, and then they actually got in touch and asked me to come on and talk about that, uh, along with somebody else who, who'd done RIP. Mm-hmm. And kind of after that, I was, it was we kind of spoke about it again and thought, yeah, why not? Let's yeah. do it. It kind of seemed more feasible after that, didn't it? It did, so yeah. It was just kind of full pelt, get the kit, get the ideas, create a logo and off. We went. Absolutely, you're you're off to the races then, uh, and that's the thing. If, if, as we record this, if I've got this correct, please uh, incorrect. Sorry, please correct me. But it's 89 podcasts to date, um, and my question is: What is the most surprising thing that you've learned about each other, about podcasting, about the kind of uh, the rock and metal kind of sphere that we all operate in? Well, you go first. <laughs> I think the most surprising is it's a lot more work than you think it's going to be. Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. I think we probably make a bit more work of it than you have to because we're quite active on social media. We've started doing vlogs now. Yeah, for Um, sure. Editing is getting easier as we've gone along. That's less work than it used to be. Um, But, yeah, that's definitely one of the things I'd say was most surprising was how much work actually goes into it that people don't see. They just sit and listen to the episode and think that's it and they're a lot more behind the scenes isn't there yeah there's a there's a lot of stuff as, as you as you know there, there's so much you have to do kind of in preparation for a, for an episode i think the most surprising thing for me is how accessible and friendly some of the bands are mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for sure so so we every band we've spoken to have been absolutely amazing uh, yeah. in fact and not just the bands like all the people that we've interviewed yeah definitely and so it's, it's quite surprising and you know we, we've had a couple of quite big names as well so to get those people mm-hmm. we, we just never we never thought that within the space of kind of like just over a year that they would actually come on yeah absolutely and that, that's the thing as well you have got you guys have obviously been uh to Ma- magna carta have i got that right the festival name magna carta in nottingham is that right uh, mangata mangata there we go um, and press for bloodstock as well and things like that so that's kind of super yeah. exciting and I kind of wanted to ask, because it's something that I have in the past struggled with. I didn't struggle with it so much this year, but last year was trying to find the balance between going to a festival for going to a festival and just enjoying it, but also being very aware that you've been asked to come, you've applied or whatever, to then go and review it and go and do the quote-unquote work thing as press. How do you find like the balance of those two things? Because it can be difficult, or at least I find it difficult sometimes to kind of, you know, when I'm doing like a, uh, a set of interviews, it's like, cool, mustn't get too drunk at this point. Got to go do some band stuff and then I can go get drunk. Do you find it difficult? How did you find it? It was it was busy, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, Bloodstock's the only one we've done interviews at, isn't it? Yeah. I think the others we've just been as reviewers or we've done interviews beforehand. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
yeah it's definitely a balancing act especially trying to not overload ourselves with interviews and still like you say have that time to be able to see some bands so that we've got some content for the review episodes as well yeah so yeah obviously keep an eye on time while you're there because you know you've got to be there at a certain time and yeah yeah not having too many drinks beforehand yeah, we, we there were a few bands that we both wanted to watch that we, we just couldn't physically make it to because of um, the interviews. Mm. But it, it is it's a balancing act. But I think I think we kind of got it about right this year. Yeah, I think looking back, we could have maybe fit a couple more interviews in. Yeah, possibly on the first couple of days. But we weren't to know that things yeah. would run on time or anything like that. So we just we didn't want to overload ourselves for that first time, really. Absolutely. So I done um, the reason why is that I done Arc Tangent last year, and um, I kind of set my stool up pretty early on. I was like, right, I'm gonna just interview as many fucking bands as I possibly can, which in hindsight was a poor decision because you kind of have then too much content. There is there is such a thing as the perfect balance of stuff, or otherwise you're yeah. just constantly <laughs> putting stuff out like six months down the line, and people are like, you're still doing that. And I'm like, well, I've got all this stuff that I need to like, uh, and then. To put it all in one episode, like I did with the Arctangent episode, felt a bit kind of like I was cheating myself out of it because it's like, cool, here's three days' worth of work. Here's a week's worth of prep, emailing back and forth in one episode. Bang. And it's like, oh, that feels like it was not worth while. <laughs> and, like, yeah. it, it's difficult. Um, So how how was your kind of bloodstock generally? How was your festival season been? Because obviously you guys went to download as well, as did I, as, uh, just as... um punters and things how was it how was all your festival season well it's not actually finished for us yet has it not yet no, we have no got one more we've got october. one more in october amazing um, which one's that in october uh it's derby alt fest oh amazing nice cool i'm not sh- not sure that one yeah nice yeah so we're, we're doing press for that one aren't we yeah and we've not been to that one before we, as yeah well, so that's a, a whole new world again but we started back in end of april actually with uprising mm-hmm. as our first festival of the season we did press at that one just as reviewers and that was good that was a new festival a new venue for us so that was great to explore and then had a bit of a gap till download then didn't we and then it's just been quite full-on yeah. things it's just been like one after the other as soon as you finish content for one the other one's starting but it's been really good got to see lots and lots of bands obviously and yeah and i, I, I like june was just chaos for me there was we did not see five days of download mm came back and then I think it was like a week or a week and a half later I was off to Glastonbury for another five days yeah came sure. back and then it was getting getting all of that stuff finished and then getting prepped for bloodstock wasn't it mm. so the, the last kind of like two three months have just been absolute chaos it's just been band after band after band festival after festival well that's that's the thing isn't it it's 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 like so uh, one of the things that I get asked so much and this isn't a, a slight on anybody I get asked by a lot of what I'd call quote unquote normal people who just are people like her work with and things. And the first thing they ask me, they go, Do you get paid to do the podcast? Right. And I'm always up front. I'm like, yeah. No, I get no financial benefit. Right. The only financial benefit I get from it is from Patreon. Right. And I love those guys dearly. Right. And I love everyone who just supports it in general. But what I do get is I get to go to festivals. I do get like press tickets. I do get albums sent to me. Do you know what I mean? Like those things yeah. are kind of the hidden perks so i kind of i wanted to know have you guys uh been to the festival obviously to bloodstock and things and you've kind of been around and gone holy shit that's so and so over there because i had that 
so much of 2000 trees like if if anyone hasn't already listened to the uh episode i've done with molly from knife bride we geek out for like 10 minutes about the fact i met in chicago met ralph Menchikairi, who is my musical and man crush like he is absolutely like, just he was just there like and i was like I was like, I can't. I, I went over, said hello. He was fucking lovely. Have you uh, had any interactions like that where you're like, a, I can't believe we're here, and secondly, that's so and so over there. Have you ever had that kind of fan fanboy fangirl moment? I, th- I did for, but it, it was for Lake Malice the first time we spoke to them. Mm. In but that was actually in the courtyard mm. uh, in RIP. Yeah, for sure. And but I think they played their set earlier that day. Mm. And they were hanging around the courtyard, and we, you know, it was kind of a very sort of like nervous kind of. Do we approach them? Do we not approach them? Yeah. And basic, and from that, we basically managed to get them on the show as well. So it kind of it worked out really well. Yeah, Lake and, Malice, they're so fucking lovely. They've been on here. They're so so lovely, lovely people. Yeah, so sure. nice. Yeah, really nice. And I'm trying to think. I mean, the guest area, it wasn't too bad, was it? Because the the thing with the guest, oh, sorry, not the guest area, with the media tent at Bloodstock, yeah. it was just a constant stream of people. It yeah. wasn't, you know, it wasn't kind of like, oh, David Mustaine's there. Mm-hmm. It was, sure. you know, it was everybody, it was a constant mm-hmm. loop and cycle, so. Yeah, it was so busy. I think I had one at Uprising, actually. We were in the press room there, which is kind of the students' union at the side of the O2 Academy, wasn't it? Yeah. We just popped in, and Combi Christ were at the other end of the room being interviewed, and I was Amazing. like, Amazing. Combi Christ over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was quite surreal. That, that's, that's something that I've learned with the podcast, and it's kind of, I kind of, when I first started, like, doing the guest interviews, I kind of wanted to break the illusion that musicians are just musicians and i know that sounds like a really mental statement but as music fans we tend to put people we like on pedestals rightly or rightly or wrongly and you know it's kind of nice to take them off the pedestal and just go look i just want to have a chat and that's what i fucking love because nine times out of ten they're just super lovely and they just they they just want to have a chat as well um do you find any kind have you had any kind of difficult interviews you've had to do because I know that I can liken to a couple, one in particular, which I won't go into, which was a fucking nightmare. But like people who just give you like, I don't think they understand the concept of a podcast. It's kind of like a podcast is like just we're having a free flowing just conversation and it can go within the realm of kind of anywhere, but you keep it within a boundary. Do you know what I mean? Do you ever have you had anyone where they've just sort of given you the one word answer and you've kind of gone, looked at each other and gone, uh, 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 where do we go from here? <laughs> do you know what I mean? You know what? Everybody we've had on have been mm-hmm. absolutely lovely. I think the only difficult interview, and it wasn't for those kind of reasons, mm. it was um, the last interview with Huhai. I was just going to say that one at Bloodstock. It was spur of the moment, anyway, wasn't it? Yeah, literally. And it was. It was yeah. so. It was a completely unplanned interview. Mm-hmm. We were waiting to interview another band. Mm. Yeah, and the guys came over here. They got no press representation. Oh, okay, um, sure. which which is crazy to think that they were playing the main stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, a, a decent slot as well. Mm. And so they came over. They're from Mongolia, mm-hmm. and they, I think they'd spoken to Dan, at DC Sound Attack. Yeah, who basically kind of was trying to say, can you through their translator? They were trying to yeah. say, can you sort us some interviews? Yeah, 
And I think Dan just kind of points them in our direction because uh, we know Dan really well. Yeah. So I think Dan kind of points them in our direction, and yeah, so it was completely unplanned, and it was it was it was de- it was great. But the only difficulty was trying to talk to the band through a translator and hope that the words and the meanings that you're trying to put across and the questions you want to ask yeah. make sense to them. Yeah, for sure. So you, there's a lot of trust element in that translator who, who did a great job. Um, yeah. But I, I think that was the most awkward, yeah. stroke challenging one. Definitely, I would say so. So I was going to say, I had um, the, the band Grave Pleasures on the podcast, right? And I love Grave Pleasures. And so the opportunity came through to speak to him. I was like, yep, yeah, absolutely, I'm going to speak to him. But the thing that I've found, and this isn't any shade or disrespect to anybody, but if you're from Scandinavia, Norway, that kind of part of the world, British humour just falls flat. They they just have no British, like, they have no concept of how we talk as British people. So, like, I sort of said a joke, and he was kind of like, oh, well, it doesn't matter. We're all going to kind of die anyway. And just deadpan <laughs> on the side. And I was like... Oh fucking hell! Where do I go with that? Do you know what I mean? It was kind of, one of the, but he was really nice. But it was just one of those things. And like sometimes they like yeah. So in terms of what the ones that I fucking so British, American, Australia. Have you any Australians on yet? Australians are the best. They're just so high octane energy. Well, I'm, I'm using that as a generalization of the people I have spoken to, but the majority of them are just so up for it. Do you have any yeah. interviews that are kind of um, your favourite to date? Um, I think for me, probably Baz from Massive Wagons. Because yeah. we're a huge Massive Wagons fans for a yeah. long time. And we yeah. just sent them a message on the off chance. And he said yes. And I don't think we expected him to. No. And I guess that was a bit of a fangirl moment as well. Because that actual Baz on the laptop screen was a bit... Yeah, In the kitchen, there he was. So yeah. that's definitely been a favourite, I think. Yeah, I think that was possibly my favorite too mm. and again just because we've been fans for years mm. and so actually kind of like he's there on talking to us on zoom mm-hmm. so like that this makes what's what's happened how did the, yeah. yeah how did we get to this point absolutely uh, yeah I, I think that that was probably my favorite too mm. and I, w- I wanted to talk as well obviously we're recording this at the beginning of september as 2023 kind of comes to its nearer conclusion what is kind of the hope for 2023 into 2024 for Ready to Mosh for you guys personally? What are you kind of, I'm not a massive believer like in manifesting, but I do think it's important to like have goals and have set ideas and what you want to do. Can you share those with us a little bit or? Oh, I don't know. We've not really thought that far ahead. Um, <laughs> Let's put you on the spot. <laughs> just keep going, I guess, with what we're doing, hopefully. Yeah, I, I think for me it's to... I love discovering kind of like new bands, mm. Mm. new festivals. And, you know, we do champion a lot of bands that maybe people aren't really familiar with. Yeah, absolutely. And so we always kind of like try to give those those bands a platform as well. And I think it's, I mean, for me, it's probably just watch more, st- watch more bands. Yeah, just <laughs> watch more, more bands, bands, get more, more festivals. More festivals in, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And ju- yeah, and just see where it goes. Absolutely right. So I've I've come up with a new segment, especially ready for to ready for ready to mosh. Sorry, my brain can't work today. I've not had a beer yet. This barbecue, I promise. Um, so <laughs> I've kind of written down uh, a couple of questions, and I've called it the Mister versus Misses. Right. So I'm going to ask you each individually a question about each other, and hopefully you're going to get it all right, and it'll be fine. <laughs> so okay. 
I'm going to start with Jem first and say, who is Kev's favourite band or artist? Oh, I would pin this down to two, I think. It's either going to be Nine Inch Nails or Tool. Yeah, both. Nice. <laughs> I don't know if you choose between the two. I, I, I don't know if I could choose between the two. It's, I think that it's a joint headline of that one. Nice, nice. Kev, if you gave Jem £5 and asked her to go to Tesco to buy anything, what was she most likely to come back with? At the moment, it's probably going to be something pumpkin-themed or Halloween-themed. Oh, nice. That's on brand for the for the coming up to Halloween. Love that. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. Probably some crisps as well. And some crisps, yeah. <laughs> Gem, if I gave Kev £10 and asked him to get some food from a festival vendor, what festival vendor would he choose? Or what type of food would he get, more likely mm. to get? Probably mac and cheese. Yeah, every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, when I'm at a festival, I love trying different mac and cheese. Nice. I was going to say, if it was easy cheesy, I'm just hanging up the line here. That's oh, God, no, no. <laughs> the, the I'd rather abs- starve. Yeah, I think I'd rather starve. The worst food at a festival ever. You know, you say so on the easy cheesy, right? It's. The the like the burger or the hot dog is perfectly fine. I've got no beef with that. It's just when they lather their fucking thick. Ugh. Oh, just give yeah. me bleh. just gelatinous sauce over it. It's <laughs> horrid. <laughs> who thought that was a good idea? Um, I've got one final question on this run. Um, Kev, who's Gem's favorite band or artist? And I think I know the answer. I think I know the answer. Yeah. So I'm hoping you know the answer. I, I, well, I hope so. Um, that would definitely, at the moment, be Ghost. Yeah. Yes. You know what? Do you have, like, this is going to be, like, such a random thing, but do you have any tips to get my other half, Rebecca, into Ghost? Because, like, she's on, the, she's on like, the tinkering point of, like, falling in, like, like or put it on. She'll be like, yes, all right. And I'm like, why? It's, it's the fucking best thing ever. Why are you not, like... <laughs> Well, I, I feel like uh, Kev was talking about Tool. It's like, why do you not love them like I love them? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> Has she seen them live? No, that's that's the that's that, 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 that that's the sticking yeah. point. I think for sure. <laughs> that, that that actually that actually tipped me into the ghost camp. Yeah. Did you guys uh, we, catch we them? We saw them in Man. Sorry. I was saying, did you guys see them at Download? Yeah. Yeah. You did I? Didn't. Mm. But I'd we'd seen them at Manchester, hadn't we? Yeah, before, last year. Last year, mm-hmm. and that was what tipped me over. Is they put on such a great show, great performance, and I was kind of like, yeah, I get it now. It, it, now it all makes sense. You know what? Um, that that was the bit that did it. I've got, I've got a I've got a I don't I don't like to have many regrets in life, right? Because life's too short. But one regret I do have is I left Bloodstock as uh, Ghost Headline set in 2017 because I only really knew Squarehammer. And they played it first, which, to be fair, for for Ghost, what they like done in twenty seventeen is a fucking bold move because that was like yeah. the the big hitter, and it kind of was a bit. We, me and my friend Becca were staying in a hotel, and we we're like, oh well, that's that's done then. Should we uh, should we, yeah, should we get a McDonald's <laughs> on the way home and just go to bed? Like, <laughs> and to this day, looking back at that set list now, I'm like, oh, I was a fucking idiot. Why on earth did I do that? Have you guys ever had any kind of um, festival uh, sort of regrets by missing a band for whatever reason? Do you guys have any of those, if at all? I think we did a whole episode on it, and I can't remember what we said. I can't. Yeah, I've I've missed lots where I've either 
usually where I've got really drunk and just kind of gone to sleep because the amount of caffeine that I get through seems to make no difference. And I, I will drink kind of like six pints of Jaeger and Red Bull. Yep. Standard. And then I'll, I'll just go, I'm tired. I'm just going to nap for a little while. Um, I've, I'm trying to think if I've missed. Oh, yeah. Actually, um, it's not festival, but Lemmy. Oh, yeah. We, so never, we, saw we, never, we never saw Motorhead, which really annoys us to this day yeah. because he was always at Rock City, wasn't he? Yeah. And we just thought we'll see him next year. And then obviously. You know what? Left it too. That that is actually so. This podcast will come out the uh, so this is coming out on a Friday and then on the Monday uh, of this week, so the one before this one. I actually sat down with Todd Campbell of um, Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons, and obviously Phil yeah. Campbell played in Motorhead, and we actually talked about this because it was 2016 um, Download Festival where Motorhead were meant to play, and obviously the sad dem- uh, demise of Lemmy in 2016 earlier that year. And it was such a fucking thing where I was like, Motorhead will just come round again because they do. They don't ever yeah. stop touring. They're, just they're always coming. on tour. Yeah. And I, I, again, I've never saw them. And it like like you guys genuinely kind of hurts me a little bit. I wasn't a massive Motorhead fan, but it had been a nice to kind of tick off the bucket list to hear those songs. And yeah, man. So just uh, go and if you've got, if you can see a band, go and see a band at any level. If it's a fucking massive headlines who headline the O2 or or if it's an underground band, just go and see them because you don't know how long they're going to be around for, whether hopefully they don't go and pass away, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, the financial... Yeah, bands bands break up, members leave. Mm. Of course. Yeah, it's definitely a motto now, isn't it? Yeah, we've kind of, obviously kind of post-lockdown, we just went on a massive binge, didn't we? We yeah. would we were at a show kind of like every night or every other night for solid for like two years. Yeah. Just sure. constantly just going to see a band. Because mm. you guys um, are yeah, based... Yeah, we, we, we ticked a lot off. You guys are based like Nottingham Way, aren't you, if I've got that right? Yeah. yeah. Which is, you know, an amazing city. And you do get a good far there of, of bands coming through Nottingham. And Nottingham is quite nicely kind of located. So you haven't got to go very far to go up to, to Sheffield or to Manchester or, or to wherever. It's not that far Whereas, I mean, I, we do get a good portion in Norwich, but we are a little bit kind of further out. And I can understand when bands are doing like the trip around the UK and they go London, La- Glasgow, Liverpool, Manchester. Like, I get it because you wouldn't want to go divert three hours to that yeah. very corner of Norwich. <laughs> I totally get it. So, although it is a pain. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, my, my couple of final questions for you. Um, and that is one of them is what is your podcast highlight of this year so far? Ooh. Oh. I think mine's probably getting press for bloodstock. Yeah, that's, that's definitely up there. up there. Yeah. I think Yeah, I'm probably gonna say the same. Mm. Just because it opened up so many more doors for us. Mm-hmm. You know, not only was it a great experience, but mm. it kind of put us in touch with uh, other PR companies, for instance, that will will send us things regularly now. Yeah. Uh, and other people, that, it just makes things a little bit more accessible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, with, with a bit of luck, we'll, we might be lucky enough to go back next year. Yeah. And then, you know, that can open more doors, can't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've got a couple of final questions, right? And these are questions I normally ask people who are in bands, but you guys are my guests. I'm gonna slightly adapt okay. I'm gonna slightly adapt the question, right? So you gotta go with me a little bit, right? When the podcast gets bought up by Spotify, right? And I have all mm-hmm. the lovely Spotify money, I'm gonna create my own festival. 
and it's going to be in the fucking biggest field I can find. So we haven't got to worry about space, and we've not got to worry about like financial limitations. And all the bands have been on this podcast, and we'll say yours as well, are invited to play. We'll pay them, it's all good, right? But what I would like to know is what you two would like to add to the festival to make it better. You could have it as a rider, because you guys are invited as well as Ready to Mosh. You guys can come and like do podcasting and whatever else, that's cool. Um, so what would you like to have on the rider? And also, what would you like to add to the festival environment to make it slightly better? And the best thing is, you've got no financial like restraint because we've got the spotify money and we've got no logistics because we're in the biggest fucking field you could think of so you know what there's a couple of things one is not actually an addition to a festival but it's actually removal from a festival okay nice controversial i like it nice yeah the fucking fairgrounds (laughs) they they need to stop really okay i think we need a big wheel a big big wheel is fine yeah Mm -hmm. but yeah so with i think it was oh was it bloodstock last year yeah it's a bit outside Where, the second yeah stage. if you were outside the second if you're outside the sophie stage at bloodstock last year mm-hmm. all you could hear were the fucking dodgems in the background it's kind of yeah. like just turn that shit down i'm here to listen to music not that I th- um so i think although <laughs> although i agree with you i think the issue that bloodstock specifically has is its size if you had that mm. move that to midgard you'd make a killing off it because loads of yeah. people in Midgard. And also you'd then create a bigger space for people to then just mill about, watch the band. But yeah, no, I do agree because especially when it's not even rock music they're playing. And I know like no. it, it's kind of like a hardcore drum and bass, which I've got no problem with, but not what I'm trying to listen to some like a post metal band in the Sophie stage or whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's like a juxtaposition. Exactly, juxtaposition. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Jeremy? Are you adding or taking anything away? I think I'll add some comfy seating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like kind of tiered so that you can get a good view. Yeah. A decent kind of platform. Kind of, yeah. Viewing area. Yeah, like a VIP viewing area with lots of comfy cushions on it. Do you know what would be cool, right? Because there is there is the armchair debate, right? And I know you guys have been to Stone Mm. Dead, right? And I'm on the Stone Dead socials and stuff, and I've seen I've seen the the raucous comments about the armchair (laughs) brigade, right? But also, I get it. I turned thirty this year, so my back is fucking killing me. I'll be at half a day at a festival, and I'm going, oh, time for a little sit down. Do you know what I mean? And I, I just can't help it. So I'm part of the problem, but also not part of the problem. So what I was thinking, right? is the back of the festival, like, big old coliseum seating. So, like, it's free to everyone to get there. Like, so you walk up, you can then slope down to the stage, like, comfy seating. That could work, right? We could make that happen. Yeah. That That is ideal for me. Yeah. Yeah, sounds perfect. Because, you know, I'm, I'm, what am I now? 46? Yes. Yeah, so I'm 46 now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, towards the latter part of festivals, I'm kind of like, especially at night, I'm just kind of like, I need now. I need to sit down. You know, my knees are blown. I, I, I need some some comfy seat now. I, I was banking you were going to say it gets better as you get older, but you've just broken my heart, mate. To be honest with you, sorry, mate. No, <laughs> trust me. Every year gets harder and harder. For sure. And also, I've just thought about it with the Coliseum seating. It will then reverberate back because it will hit like a physical wall of people and obviously a structure, and then it will bounce. So that that makes fucking perfect sense. I think we've solved the seating issue 
uh, major festivals now. If, if this isn't a download next Absolutely. year, if it isn't download next year, we both want a 50-50 split. There we go. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there anybody who you'd like to have on the podcast who you haven't yet, anyone on, a, on your dream bucket list, if you have one at all? Well, yours is going to be Tobias, isn't it, from Ghost? Tobias, Ford, yeah, obviously. <laughs> never going to happen, but, you know, we can dream. Hey, honestly, don't, um, ne- never, never, ever say never, because you know what I mean. Like, I when I started this, I was like, ah, oh, never, I'm never going to get anyone. Like, and it's just one door opens to another, opens, and, you know, next minute you sat down with fucking Andy from therapy, and I'm like, how the fuck has this happened? You know, but, hey, so don't, don't ever say never. That's all I'm going to say on that. <laughs> I think I think bucket list for me, obviously Trent Reznor mm. would be probably number one. Yeah. Um a lot of I'm trying to think of who else would really Oh, um Behemoth. I was um, gonna say Nurgle from Nurgle. Behemoth yeah. would be yeah. so interesting just because Behemoth have been around so long and there's so much history there and yeah, there'd be a lot to talk about there and that would be good. Yeah. Kinda of any any band that's kind of got a real sort of like history and you know, I think Behemoth and Nails have both had kind of like the controversial moments over the years. Mm-hmm. So it'd just be good to kind of like, yeah. just to chat with them for a long time, just kind of like work out, try and get out of them what, you know, what kind of, what their thoughts were and is it all in the past now? And Absolutely. that That's the thing as well. It, it's so difficult sometimes when you, when you're, when you're kind of invested in a band, you could, you can kind of get into the headspace of gone, Right, so when I sat down, like I say, with Andy from tro- uh, from therapy, it was kind of like, right, let's start a trouble gum and let's work our way through every album you've ever put out in the last thirty years. I want to know every, but again, time constraints. So I kind of done like a nice little retrospect, at least I think I did. But yeah, it, it's really cool, man. It's um, it is good fun, and podcasting is meant to be fun. That's the thing. I think if you if you kind of think about it too much and you kind of um overthink it you can over egg the pudding as they say do they say that is that is that a word they say normally i don't know yeah yeah Yeah, there we go um yeah so basically final final question before i let you on your way it's a question i've asked every guest and it's usually what is the best thing about being in a band but i'm gonna sort of change that up what's the best thing about doing what you guys do with ready to mosh with each other and all that what's the best thing for you guys definitely just getting to speak to bands i think and seeing that other side of it and like you say they're a lot more accessible than you think they're gonna be yeah absolutely so, yeah definitely that yeah and i think the one of the other great things for me is it's actually real not that i need an excuse but it's a great excuse to watch as many bands as i can and mm. really you know that i, I love it anyway so yeah. That's always a big it's always a big plus. Like you already mentioned, finding new bands and new festivals yeah. and all of that. Yeah, that that because um, yeah, that's a real big thing for us, isn't it? Yeah. You know, discovering all these bands that nobody you know, not that anybody doesn't know who they are, but they probably don't get the attention that you know people will talk about, you know, kind of like Foo Fighters, Green Day, ACDC, you know, they'll talk about all of these well established bands and it's it's kind of good to kind of watch your local bands as well mm. yeah. because there are, there are so many great bands out there that people just mm. don't watch and it's like if you don't there is going to be no new music yeah mm. of course and that's the thing as well i've got one final thing i want to ask and it's a question i'm sure you guys have spoken about the podcast 
And what do you think is going to be the next three headliners for Download Festival for next year? It had to come back to download, and you can you can do yeah. it. You can either do it from a practical point of view, where you're like X, Y, and Z are going to headline because they've got albums out, or you can do it from a perspective of I really just want Nine Inch Nails, Tool to come back and go. There we go, love a job. <laughs> but yeah, they would be like ideal headliners for me. Yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> I think I think from a, a practical point of view, Avenged Sevenfold. Yeah, I think we've said that already. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. We think they're, they're nailed. And who would be the other two? Um, so I think we spoke about... We've done our predictions. I yeah, we did. Really quick ones just after download, and I can't remember who else we said. I think, didn't you say Ramstein? Yeah, Ramstein. We said ACDC, but I'm not sure it's practical. Yeah. Um, I, I So if it was, I would think Avengers Unfold, like you say, is a nail on. That makes the most amount of sense. They've not done it for a little while. I don't know why, but I'm thinking either a Def Leppard, which I'm not really a fan of, but anyway, or an Aerosmith. As you two, like, yeah, you're kind of, quote-unquote, dad rock older bands. But, yeah. who, but I think, I'm hoping that Download are going to continue the trend of putting someone fresh and new in that spot. Who's going to be the new Bring Me? And that's where my that's where my kind of, my brain goes a bit fuzzy. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know who the, the, the next... problem. Well, the problem that Download have got is that they had half a dozen bands this year that could have headlined at any yeah. point. Yeah. Instead, they had Metallica on for two days, and yeah. they've kind of ruined six bands by not either having at least one of them headline, and then maybe saving the other bands for maybe next year and saying, "Okay, you're not going to play this year, but you are going to headline next year." Yeah. So yeah, there were, there were bands like Partway, Ghost, yeah. Architects. All of these bands could have headlined. Yeah, of and course. I think the problem with the newer bands is there isn't anybody really big enough to pull that now. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think they're going to have to go back to more kind of classic bands. Yeah, we were talking to someone at Bloodstock, and they're pretty sure Maiden will be back again next year. So I, I like we, we've seen I too like, soon. Yeah. yeah, I like Maiden, but yeah. Come on, give it a break. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think Avenged Sevenfold, possibly System. Yeah, I've heard them mooted about, but yeah. they've not done anything new, have they, for so long? <laughs> no, they're, well, they're not relevant. They've not yeah. done anything for about fifteen years. Yeah. Yeah. The only one I, the only one that I did think of is potentially maybe like a Nightwish going because the last time they'd done it was twenty sixteen, if I remember rightly. And they were sub-headlining to somebody. I'm not sure. Was it Maiden? I think it was Maiden. I think it was Maiden. I remember, 16. Yeah, so I was thinking maybe one of those who haven't done it in a while, maybe just getting... Because Evanescence would have been a perfect... Like, I had not thought about Evanescence as a headliner or even just in general for years. And then they were like, they're playing down. I was like, fuck, I forgot how big this fucking band is and that's the biggest I've ever seen the uh, the second stage they could have done main easily and they didn't so it's a weird one it is a weird one we should have to just wait and see strokes yeah about October <laughs> we might get a, an idea there we go there we go righty ho is there anything you'd like to say uh, to the listeners and watchers at home obviously Ready to Mosh cast is out everywhere go and do that um, yeah anything, anything you want to add in, uh, at the end uh check out socials um anybody who does listen yeah give us you know some five-star reviews that they always help yeah absolutely. um 
so yeah all the usual kind of stuff i think that we say <laughs> yeah give us a listen go and look us up yes yeah. lovely job thank you so much guys for coming on um and apologies for the technical issues we had at the very start of this podcast again i'm recording no. my, i'm recording at my mum's house so uh yeah rather than mine so it's a bit of a bit of one of those but anyway thank you so much for coming on and we'll see you very soon no worries thanks for having us on cheers peace cheers